0: Great and interesting people that I get to meet, including Elisa Sweetman. And now she is the diversity and charity program manager at Twitch. And she also is really knowledgeable when it comes to helping out uh, nonprofits. And so I'd like to welcome her to Growth Amplifiers. Uh, welcome, Elisa. Thank you. How are you today? I'm doing awesome, amplified, and excited to have you on here. You know, the cool thing is you have the the background with which, and if you wouldn't mind just kind of like talking a little bit about your your role in the company, and then also some of the other things that you're doing, we'll introduce those as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I started at Twitch in June of 2017 as a charity program associate, and my role was really educating smaller nonprofits as they came into this space. And over time, my role, in, you know, really expanded and I help guide a lot of programs that Twitch wants to do. All of our nonprofit stuff that we do at Twitch is tied to content, be an eSports tournament, a concert. So I advise on all of that, as well as when nonprofits want to fundraise on Twitch, they mostly haven't really ever heard of it, minus the one article they saw where somebody raised a large amount of money, and they're like, "Hey, I want that to beat me." Right, So I usually get an email that'll say tell me about Twitch as a fundraising platform, and we're not a fundraising platform. So spend a lot of time educating, helping them look at their programs. Think about from a marketing standpoint, is their marketing even targeted to the right group? A lot of nonprofits, uh, normal donor base is 40 and above, and they don't market to millennials or Gen X or Gen Z or the new one coming up, Generation Alpha. They are not marketing to any of those, and so their donor base is getting older and older. And so I spend a lot of time around that and how it fits into content on Twitch. Diversity aspect is very new to my role within the last year, and it's really about identifying systems um, within my team and around me that could be slightly modified and adjusted to make it a more equitable process. And then do you want me to go into my side project as well?
0: Oh yes, that would be great. So that's what you do with Twitch. And then you're also inspired to do something else to kind of uh, help more and make a bigger impact. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so I noticed particularly after COVID hit and all in-person events were canceled, every nonprofit was reaching out to ask the same questions. So I quickly started doing, recorded these round tables using Google meet. They don't look that great, but the information is there. They were done f- fairly quickly. And then I spun up a website called influencer fundraising. I won the jackpot on the SEO with that. And um, right. <laughs> I recently launched my own podcast. And then all of the audience with that is for nonprofits one to understand how to work on the internet and with influencers and how to best leverage, you know, people with these huge platforms, or maybe they don't even have a huge platform, they just have some of a platform, but how to leverage them to raise, you know, five to ten thousand dollars in the same kind of way that they would work with everyone who runs a 5k to raise a couple hundred dollars each this allows for them to raise so much more, attract so many more people and influencers put a great spin on it.
0: Oh, that is, and it sounds like a win, 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 which is what we're always looking to create and discover.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So what what would you say is one of the biggest challenges that you've run into aiming to serve the the mission that you do?
1: Um, I would say two equal challenges I tend to face. The first one is that charities really want to force influencers into this really traditional box. They want to send a pitch deck. They want to send a mile long email to an influencer who gets thousands of emails in a week, probably, and try to get them to fundraise without making a connection. Mm. So nonprofits struggle to see the value in creating authentic business relationships with influencers in their communities and then the other aspect is, um, because I work at Twitch, a lot of people see Twitch as gaming only, even though it's not. So I get a lot of nonprofits with it that start off their email with, and how do we prevent our fundraisers from playing a game like Call of Duty or Fortnite or anything with violence? And I was like, there's nothing you can do. I was like, you're not endorsing them. It's not your content. They're just fundraising for you. And I always could kind of compare it to you don't know if somebody who's fundraising for you is really not a great person online. When they do a Facebook fundraiser, you don't go to their Facebook page and look at their posts before you allow them to fundraise for you. So I try to get them out of this idea that they're, they're not allowing influencers to fundraise for them. They're creating a scenario where they have good relationships with some, And then if other influencers want to get on board with supporting them, Hey, it's, it's money.
0: Right. So it sounds like getting people enrolled in kind of, this is the best practices and sometimes it's counterintuitive because people may think, Oh, we should just do the same thing we've always done. that's worked, but it's a different model. It's a different world.
1: Yeah. And I always, I like to compare younger generations being more conscious because we'll buy Younger folks, you know, millennials and younger will buy a water bottle that costs $5, but they'll be really excited that it bought a case of water for someone in another country or tom-toms. They started as really uncomfortable, ugly burlap shoes. They weren't cheap. It's like over $100. But when you bought one, a couple of pairs of shoes also went to someone in another country where they didn't have shoes. And that was when I saw them for the first time and I was like, what the heck are these shoes to my friends in school? They were like, yeah, but, and they talked about the impact that it had. This is a more socially aware generation and it's getting more socially aware and they're more interested in the impact. I think that while the fancy galas and the dinners and the silent auctions are all really great, but they serve a very specific purpose of getting people with a lot of money in a room to shake hands and to get into a competition of who has more money and is willing to spend it to support the cause. And that works really well for that segment, but most donor, most nonprofits would do so much better if they focused on the people that maybe they can only raise 50 or a hundred dollars, or maybe they can only donate a dollar to five. But those small transactions, those small fundraising campaigns all add up to much bigger than they could possibly imagine. And often um, when working with influencers, particularly Twitch, um, there's this idea of othering gamers and influencers and people who create content online. They're an other. Uh And when you start othering people, folks will notice it. Um, One gentleman I was on a panel with who is content creator said that he used to fundraise for the American Heart Association. When he got on Twitch, he reached out to them and said that this said he wanted to change up his fundraising. He didn't want to run anymore. This is how he was going to do. Please, you know, can I have these things? They declined at the time. And so he swapped nonprofits. Hmm. And it's all about this idea that yes, sure, the folks that want to support you will, but I feel like people are kind of being willfully ignorant or stubborn and the idea that they don't want to change what they've been doing because it is working by some standard.
0: Got it. It is sometimes hard to get people to take new actions, but new actions lead to new results. So what's something that you're currently working on that you'd like to share or plug uh, that people can learn more about?
1: Yeah, um, most of my work at Twitch is... Very fluid and flexible, so I think I'll just plug my my website. i am aiming to put out an article a month, and I have a podcast that'll come out twice a month. It's called Influencer Fundraising, the same as the website. And the website focuses on having a written medium as well as any but individual who would prefer to read the podcast over listen to it. The mm-hmm. transcripts are also available on my website. And the podcast focuses on bringing a guest on who has an expertise or can bring a new light or perspective to a particular question or a very specific topic. And we kind of just dive into it for about 20 to 30 minutes.
0: Super cool. Well, there you go. Uh, if you're looking for knowing a little bit more about fundraising with influencers, you know where to go influencer fundraising. Um, Lisa, thank you for, for tuning in and for sharing your background, your experience, and in, in bringing some energy to help people amplify positive things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, I appreciate you and look forward to connecting with you on the rerun.
1: All right. Bye. All
0: right. Bye bye. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com.